welcome back to a brand new episode of your favorite podcast about kung fu movies, Ready Fight. I'm Matt, and uh, I'm joined as always by my co-host Scott. What up, Scott? What's up? And Laura. Nope. Where's Laura? Laura uh, actually will be taking a, a short break from the podcast, but she'll be back to guest commentate on uh, very special episodes. But oh. for this week, uh, we okay. are uh, flying in the duo queue. All right. Well, uh, I I don't want to I don't want to say I could have called it uh, that she doesn't like kung fu movies, but um, uh, I probably could have called it. Just saying. She, she gave it her best shot as the uh, the objective third party voice, um, but our, our rigid upload schedule just became a, a bit too much. And I, honestly, I think the subtitles were a bit too much to bear. It's interesting you say that because the movie that we're doing this week, The Raid Redemption, um, the only version that I could find is a version without subtitles, and it's overdubbed. And it might be the worst dub movie. Is it one of the worst dub movies? I, I would agree. We I, I remember we, we tried to watch this movie a few weeks ago, uh, and it was your dubbed over version. It was absolutely horrible. Uh, it, it gave an otherwise yeah. This is actually this. It would have been fun if we kept going with it, but <laughs> it gave an otherwise serious movie uh, some comical overtones. Like it, it's bad. Yeah. But I actually was able to watch a native language version that was subtitled and let me tell you it is uh, about a hundred times better wait so, wait how where did you get how did you do that uh, for the I listeners out there who also want to do this i can't um, reveal my sources for fear of a uh, comcast coming after me but there are versions of that movie out there that are subtitled okay because the only one i could find uh i will say it i downloaded a torrent i stole the movie i downloaded it for free because you can't find it anywhere um the version i have is a it's dubbed over uh in english and um well let's let's back up a little bit because this is something i definitely want to get into but um so we it's been a it's been a while since we did one of these we tried to do this um a couple weeks ago and um we were due to do this episode the weekend of passover for those people out there who don't know what passover is it's um it's a Jewish holiday where I, I guess we, we, killed a bunch of, we killed a bunch of babies, um, according to according to the Bible. Um, so we were we're at Laura's parents' house in New Jersey, and I'm queuing up the movie, and we start it, and um, it's not going well. People are not feeling the movie, um, mainly mainly because uh, of the the dubbing. And so we don't finish it, and we kind of languish for a couple weeks, uh, and now we're making our, our long-awaited return. Um, but this, return. yes, is, I have a serious question and I actually tried to do some background research on this. Um, and before we even talk about what the movie's about, d- did the same guy do every voice in this movie in the dubbed over version of the movie? <laughs> maybe. I only, honestly, maybe, we only watched the first maybe 10 minutes together. So I don't have a whole, you know, hour and 40 minutes worth, but yeah, it was, well, it sounded ridiculous. Well, let me ask you: Have you ever seen the full version of this movie dubbed over? Just the full dubbed over version, or have you only ever no, seen the movie I think, from the I think I've, only seen this, I've seen this movie twice, um, very far apart. I think the first time I saw this movie was actually a couple of years ago, um, but I don't think I've I've seen a whole dubbed version. Okay, 
All right, because it's quite it's it's quite something. Yeah, you tried to um, look it up, but but you couldn't find it. I tried to. Yeah, I actually, uh, if you look at my Google history uh, at work, um, it was. I mean, I wasn't at work. I'm just kidding. Um, my Google history on my personal computer at home uh, on my own time. Um, <laughs> I was googling so many variations of um, did the same guy do all of the voices in dubbed over version of the raid and I like tried to do a Google search and I just couldn't find anything about it but I honestly believe that that's truly what happened I really do because if you it sounds it just sounds like one guy making a whole bunch of different, just voices. different voices it's so funny yeah it's hilarious um, it's just uh, the guy from family guy just making different voices over and over again I mean maybe it, <laughs> it might be it might actually be Seth MacFarlane so if, if you haven't seen this movie before, I guess just be wary of two things. One, try and find the version with subtitles. And two, this movie is extremely gory. Oh, it's you, so violent. You have I fucking been love warned. it. Uh, it is definitely not something to reserve for date night unless you have a special kind of relationship. Um, and it's Yeah, not- if you're seeing someone who also loves like really gory kung fu movies, like this is a perfect movie. Other than yeah. that, though, I, I do not I do not Netflix and chill with this movie. No, this is not a Netflix and chill movie for sure. Um, <laughs> by the way, side tangent. Um, I saw. I know you're not on Twitter, so I'll have to explain this to you. Um, What's Twitter? It's this. Uh, it's like this fucking stream of consciousness thing where people just just spout bullshit all day long, and that's pretty much what I do. Also, um, it's pretty great. So, uh, um, I, I follow the New York Times on Twitter, though, and they so they always post links to like their stories and stuff. And one of them was like something about Netflix and chill. And I was like, "All right, now the paper of record is co-opting the term Netflix and chill and like writing articles about it. Like, is Netflix and chill dead? Do you think uh, it's dead? I guess, yeah. I mean, if it's finally making its way to the New York Times, I feel like a lot of people are onto uh, Netflix and chill. Like it used to be a sneaky way to sort of set the mood and, and get what you wanted. But oh no, it's, it's just, totally known now that it's it yeah. Just means sex, I guess now it feels kind of lazy, means. you know. But the the funny thing is, and I know the Daily Show has actually made fun of this, is there are some news organizations who don't actually know that Netflix and chill means fucking. <laughs> Like they don't know, they don't know that, which uh, is hilarious to me. All right. Anyway, that was a that was a, a little bit of a tangent, but um, so yeah, this movie. Um, let's go into a little bit of background about the movie. Um, it's called. It's actually called The Raid Redemption, even though it's the first one. Uh, there is a The Raid Two, which is uh, well, we could talk about that later, kind of briefly. But this is called The Raid Redemption. It's from two thousand eleven. Uh, it was directed by a guy named Gareth Evans, and it stars, uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Do you know how to say it? No, give it a shot. <clears throat> it's like Eco Uwase. I'm I'm just slaughtering it right now. I don't know. <laughs> what nationality is he? Um, hold on, let me, I'm going to click on him. Um, he's Indonesian. He was born in Jakarta. That's where this movie takes place, in Jakarta, uh, okay. which is uh, in Indonesia. And... Um, uh, in in like every TV show or movie um, that's about like terrorism or like something like um, 
mercenaries and shit, there's always like there's always some sketchy thing going on in Jakarta. Or like there's always a reference to something that happened in the past in Jakarta. It's like, <laughs> oh man, remember I feel like we're in Jakarta again, you know, one of those situations. Oh, it's not so, that bad yet. <laughs> yeah, so oh man, it's a this is this is a bad situation, Jones. Yeah, but it ain't no Jakarta. Like that's how fucking bad Jakarta is. It's like the stock reference for where like shitty military stuff goes down. Can't wait to go. So yeah, we should definitely go there. Um, so uh, this guy, he's totally badass. Um, basically, uh, well, do you want to give like a brief synopsis of the plot or what? Uh, and then we yeah, can kind of break it down. Before that, I have a quick question. Like, does okay, sure. does every person in Jakarta own a machete? Because I think every every bad guy that lives in the building, and, and we'll get yeah. to the, the rough plot in a moment, but everyone owns a machete, and they are that's just their weapon. Of, that's their weapon of choice. Well, it's Definitely funny because like I don't even think they consider them. They're like weapons of last resort because like machetes aren't really supposed to be weapons. But like everybody in this movie that's not a police officer is carrying a machete, and they're cutting people's legs off and like. At one point in the movie, like some guy takes an axe to the chest and they show it. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Like, like, in a normal movie, they cut away when the guy's swinging down, and you know you might get the blood spatter or something. But this one, they're just like, nope. You're gonna see. Oh him no! Just yeah. Axe him in the chest and machete. You see him. every stab, every like vein and gushing blood. You see just fucking everything, and it's it's amazing. It's so good. Like <laughs> it's so good, and. Look, I'm not a violent person, but I love violent movies. I don't know why. There's just something about it. It's kind of I don't know if it's cathartic or what, but yeah, I just love seeing one fantasy. guy. Yeah, I just like love seeing one guy just like slice the shit out of another dude. I don't know why. There's a, maybe it's something weird about me. Who knows? No, I mean I, we love martial arts movies. We're certainly not martial art masters. So we never got past well, like Greenbelt, something like that. So. Um, I don't know. I was one belt away from black belt. I don't know about you. Yeah, but like, does that even matter? Because no, <laughs> no, I, no two karate schools ever have the same belt system. It's absurd. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we were. I feel like at ours, it was green. Green was like the second uh, highest. I don't I even guess. fucking. Know. You'd think there'd be one body that just decides. You know, these are the belt colors. These are the stripe colors, and this is when you can do it. But. If I am elected, I will have uniformity in karate belt colors. Oh, nice! That was good. Was that good? Yeah, that was bad. That was a bad. That was honestly, honestly, not even didn't even practice. That just, I just yeah. pulled that out right you now. You could, you could move to Dallas tomorrow, <laughs> just do impersonations. All right. Um, um, so, so the rough plot of this movie, and the good part about this is we don't really have to spend a lot of time on this because it's so straightforward. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Is this group of of sort of like SWAT team cops, like special forces cops, uh, drive over to the bad part of town on the other side of the tracks. Uh, and, and their goal is on the to, other side of eight mile. Yeah. Their, their goal is to arrest this, you know, big time crime boss, drug dealer type guy. And he lives in like a shitty projects tower with, I guess, tons of other people that work for him and other seedy underbelly types um yeah kind of it's it's kind of like um it's it's like a tenement building yeah and um the people who live there most of the people live there except for apparently like one fucking guy yeah who we'll get to um everyone who lives there is a criminal everyone who lives there um pays him rent to basically like 
just do, do crime drugs or do crime and like yeah. drugs and sell drugs and stuff and like he gets a piece of it or whatever crime um, yeah so it's like it's like crime central um and he lives on the top floor of course so their their goal is to you know roll in and and secretly make their way up to the top but obviously you know it goes haywire so they're stuck in this you know like 10 15 story tower full of bad guys that are trying to kill them and they have to you know fight their way out um yeah that's essentially it um you know what's funny is the tagline for this movie is um one ruthless crime lord 20 elite cops 30 floors of chaos this oh, building 30. is this building is 14 floors no this building is 14 floors oh okay because that was so gonna say. 15 if you count the ground floor so i I don't know who made that tagline up. It makes me think that I could easily do advertising or marketing for movies. <laughs> like, cause I can count in a world. But, uh, one thing I, I noticed when I was watching this movie is I, I feel blessed to live and to have been living in buildings with AC for the majority <laughs> of my life because every henchman is sweaty as fuck. And it's like they, a sweat factory. Yeah, they look like they've been sweaty their entire lives. Like it is just a part of their life that they have I to think, do. I think it's hot in Indonesia. I don't really know what the I don't know what the climate. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's subtropical, there, if it's they tropical. Are living, they are living in essentially a tower that just has like little jail cells <laughs> that are that Yeah, are the rooms are just really small um, and shitty. But everyone, every henchman is wearing like a, a tattered tank top or like a very loose t-shirt that is covered in sweat if they're wearing clothes at all and yeah you also got to remember though that they're they're doing a lot of drugs like all of them are on a lot of drugs and that probably makes them sweat a little bit too yeah that, i mean that's probably true but when i was watching it i was just like oh my god thank god i can just pop on the ac like it's the little things in life you know it's a little it's a little early in the year for ac though scott I no, no. I mean, like, I, I didn't turn it. The movie didn't make. Me oh, so, you mean like so in your life that I had to turn on the AC? It was just in general. You I mean like, that. yeah, you mean like in your life? Yeah, in those dog days, you know, I'm covered. Yeah, yeah our same. new place has central air, so that's good. That's that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so basically, uh, there's a little bit more to the plot though, um, and we can just ruin it. I mean, we can just ruin yeah, it. There's good. no really need to go in chronological order. So. The main character, he's kind of like a rookie, I guess, um, on the SWAT team. And uh, he, so the SWAT team goes Rama, in and right? um, Rama. Yeah, his name, the main character's name is Rama. And uh, Rama is like immediately separates himself from the rest of the SWAT team as like obviously the best fighter on the team. Like he's just he he um he just knows what to do. He he's he's got all the ideas. Um, and so they see this little kid, and this little kid goes and like alerts the the big bad guy, and the big bad guy, the uh, the main boss, um, I forget his fucking name. Who cares? He comes on the intercom and announces to the entire building, "There's a bunch of cops in here. The first person to kill all these cops." He's like will, anyone that kills be, someone. Oh yeah, anyone that kills these cops will live here rent free, basically. So he like turns the whole building of this whole building of criminals who were um, handed a machete upon exiting the womb. Um, <laughs> he sick he sicks them all on this on these cops. Yeah, um, and, and it, it goes to shit fast. Like uh, oh, very fast. 
like the cops were not prepared. And the reason you find out is because like the one who ordered the operation is actually, you know, working under the crooked cops. So, yeah. So apparently there's a lot of backstory that actually kind of gets fleshed out in the raid too. Um, but the situation is uh, there's this like old guy who's like a kind of a commander uh, who's accompanying them on this uh, mission. Real piece of shit. Yeah. He's a dick. And you find out that um, uh, he kind of um, uh, did this mission on his own because at one point the, the, um, the leader of the SWAT team, not this guy, but the leader of the SWAT team, this guy's like a higher up. He's like a lieutenant, a lieutenant or whatever. I don't even know. He's like a major or something. But like the guy who's in charge of the SWAT team, I forget his name. Um, he, um, he's, he's like, call for backup. What the fuck? Yeah, obviously. Backup? And the guy's <laughs> like, the guy's out, like, there is backup. no backup. And he's like, what do you mean there's no backup? He's like, no, he's like, no one else knows we're here, do they? And he's like, no. So he basically, he, he works the, the, the cops in the, um, Jakarta, um, police, you know, force or whatever. Uh, are crooked and they work with this drug lord and they this guy thinks that he uh, was sent there to kill the drug lord in reality he was sent there because he was supposed to get killed because he thought he was he was getting a little he was getting a little big for his britches so the uh classic the crooked yeah the crooked cops sent him there to get killed so this was like basically a suicide mission that he didn't know about and the whole time they all knew that the cops were coming so it's not even that the kid alerted alerted the big boss they were there. He already knew that they were coming. So did he though? He did. That that's what he said. He just didn't know when. Yeah, I guess he he probably didn't know when. I think he probably knew when, but like to me, to me it it seemed he didn't like seem surprised. He didn't know they were coming. No, but he knew when they, were, they were there, he knew like exactly who sent them. Well, he saw the guy. Um, no, because he says at the end he when he's making this like this speech or whatever. He's like, he's like, I knew you were, he, he tells him he, he knew that he, that he was coming. Oh, okay. I don't know if he was, I, I thought know if he, he missed was just that, kind of bluffing. Like, cause I said, the way I interpreted it was, I mean, maybe, yeah, yeah. you could be right. He could have been bluffing. Like he to saw the guy, and knew he it. was a crooked guy. So he's like, no, they're just, he's just trying to use the cops to take me out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when he was doing that speech, he was doing that bad guy speech that they do where they, um, they have a gun to their head and they're basically like daring the guy to do it, thinking that by saying that, that they're not going to shoot him. And he ends up just shooting him in the fucking head anyway. That's <laughs> so it didn't work. Yeah, it totally backfired. Think, like, how this guy's going to get it. And he's like giving this whole speech and like really shitting on this lieutenant being like, you're nothing. Like they're never going to let you be one of them. Like as soon as you get out of here, what do you think is going to happen? They're just going to send someone else to kill you. Like, like kind of, you know, trying to talk his way out of it. <laughs> And the lieutenant is just like fed up. He's like, you know what? Shut up. And just shoots him right in the head unceremoniously. Yeah, he just shoots him right in the head. It pretty, was awesome. Pretty satisfying, actually, I have to say. Yeah. Um, now, there's another wrinkle to this. Um, and it's that the main boss has these two, like, lieutenants. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is nicknamed Mad Dog. And he's this, like, little skinny, like, bald dude. He's like bald and on top. Like he's like bald on, on top. Yeah, he's got these little. He's got this little hair on the sides. Um, and then he's got this other guy who's this like kind of young, like lanky dude. And like you find brains. out it's like brains that versus he, brawn. Yeah, right. And you find out that um, the lanky dude is Rama's older brother. 
who has uh, left the home and he's fallen into a life of crime. And Rama saw the guy, his face on like the board or whatever of the people that they went there to like kill or arrest or whatever. And he's like, I got to get in on this mission because my brother's here. Um, so they have a couple moments like throughout the, the movie. Um, and uh, in the end, um, he stays behind. The, the brother stays behind to like essentially run run the tenement house yeah he's like i'm good at this he's like i'm a criminal this is what i do this is like the only thing i've ever been good at what am i going to do come home and like you know cook bok choy or whatever the fuck they do in indonesia no they're not going to do that (laughs) yeah i mean this movie was like i forgot just how like ridiculous the martial arts like was in this movie um, so I remember like our last episode of the matrix, we were like, you know, there's really not that much Kung Fu in this movie. Um, and the way this movie starts off, there's actually not too much either. There's, there's some, you know, shooting, there's like some, yeah. In the beginning, choking. it's a very like action like, movie. Uh, there's not much. And then they get into a huge firefight and I'm like, okay, like, did we like mess this up again? Like, I don't really remember, but no, <laughs> like the last like solid hour of this movie is like straight hand-to-hand like weapon combat like rama ends up having i think he has like a six-on-one fight um and the guys with, all have machetes with obviously. machetes in the hallway because we've been over this there they they were born they they were handed machetes uh standard issue in the, in the country of indonesia right yeah so i mean like they do that the the mad mad dog beats the crap out of a ton of people and he has a pretty epic fight with the the captain like the head of the SWAT team but they really Yeah, but he the he gets his ass kicked like from wire to wire. They like, beat well no, like he gets some hits in, out but of each other. He gets the shit beat out of him. Yeah, I mean they they start off by beating the crap out of each other and they are all over the place. They're using knives, they're using tables, but then like Mad Dog kicks it into another gear and ends up doing a pretty sweet like running jumping neck breaker finishing move and it was kind of sad because i mean like the captain's a pretty cool character so it sucked to see him get it like that at the end yeah that sucks that sucks um uh the best fight in the movie though i think we can agree uh is rama and his brother fighting mad dog in a two-on-one fight and mad dog almost comes out on top actually yeah because he's he's got rama in a chokehold which is the chokehold that he had the commander in before he broke his neck and he's like about to do it and rama's brother had uh gotten his ass kicked and was like kind of knocked out for a little while so it was just rama against mad dog for a little while i wrote and, yeah go ahead i wrote my notes this two-on-one is so raw like it was just like oh man it's so anger, fucking like raw. between the three of them because they were like they're like you know either the two of us are going to die or like you really felt that in a lot of these fights like the life or death sort of nature in it like like as if the fight was happening right in front of you and then at one point it's really intense the was it the brother like stabs mad dog in the neck yeah basically what happens is the room there what's happening is um the boss catches the brother like pulling rama into a room and like talking to him and then like letting him go right because he's got video cameras everywhere and he goes in this like little stupid little speech about how like the video the cameras never lie they're my only friends blah 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 so he catches him and then um eventually rama and a couple of the other guy, guys who are still alive are walking around and he's 
he hears this noise in this room and it's this like locked room and there's nothing in the room and his brother's hanging up by a chain and mad dog is just beating the piss out of him yeah so he enters the room and mad dog looks at him and he lets the brother down and he like he walks right in between them and he like pushes them apart like he doesn't even start fighting him he like physically touches them and like pushes them apart so he can stand between them and then they all get in a fighting stance and then they just start fighting in this small room and it's fucking amazing. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, it's like it, some semblance of honor in this like horrible, horrible thing that's about to happen. Like the guy's like, yeah. well, at least I'm going to fight the two of you. It, I wrote in my notes, like this was like the fight in Captain America Civil War, but like NC-17 times a million. Yeah, <laughs> like it, this is like the fight in Civil War if there were actually any stakes. Yeah, it because was probably the grossest thing, like, fight, like, I've ever watched. And I am actually pretty glad we didn't go through the rest of this movie at Laura's house because we would be in tons of trouble. Oh, yeah, that, would have been, that wouldn't have gone over well. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Dave would have loved it, but other than that, like, our dad would have been like, what the fuck are we watching? Laura would have been like, why are you guys making me do this? Uh, it would have been bad. But so this, this little room, though... Um, it's got like, these like fluorescent lights, I guess, and they break them. And while Rama's getting choked, the brother like comes to and he grabs this broken like light bulb. He stabs him in the neck. Yeah. And the guy Mad keeps dog. fighting for like minutes. Yeah, he's not longer. down by any. He's not stretch. down yet. He's just pissed off. Yeah, that just pisses him off more. It's like you know, it's like shooting a bear with a BB gun. Like it's not gonna do yeah. anything. So they, they fight a little bit more, and then eventually uh, Rama, the thing's still sticking out of the guy's neck. It's just, it's just fucking there. And he, so he's fighting with this fucking thing sticking out of his neck. And eventually Rama takes it and just, like, drags it across the guy's throat and just, like, opens the guy's entire yeah, the throat. Thing. And it's so graphic. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. But it's awesome. This is a great... You guys should watch this movie. It's a great movie. Uh, there's a lot of great finishers <laughs> in this movie. Like, uh, I really, like in the four-on-one machete fight, he actually ends up giving one of the guys like a mini Stone Cold Stunner. Um, oh, yeah. There's a lot of... Re- like, you can tell. I feel like... I think Gareth Evans is like British or something. Oh, um, yeah. But... But he can, you can tell that he like watched wrestling because there's so, like a lot of wrestling takedowns in it. So the way the, the building is just set up as like a straight rectangle almost with like a big open it's like an open building so you can sort of like come out yeah. of your room and look over the balcony almost like in hotels and see like all the way down so one of the yeah well it's kind of it's that's like the middle of the building but yeah and like there are the hallways like around it um that are like that branch out from it but there's a section in the middle that's just like a straight drop of like you know, every floor, it probably goes all the way up. Cause they yeah. like climb, they like climb up floors, like over the wall. And, and one of the kills, like Rama, I think is fighting someone like in a room and like the finishing movie ends up like throwing him out the door and over the balcony. And he falls like through the middle of the building. And then his like neck, like lands on the corner of like one of the, like oh the railings. My God. Yeah, that and was then he falls one. down like the rest of the bill. It was, that was a brutal one. This it is a brutal so movie. Brutal, but it was so awesome. Um, and then, yeah, there's so many good fights. Like when Mad Dog fights the captain, like a, he he has his gun. Like he pulls his gun on him. And he ends up like putting it away and, and making this whole speech about uh, 
you know, he'd rather cook himself than get takeout. <laughs> like it's yeah, he's, he's I'm like <laughs> I, Mad I Dog that. is I'm one like, of those is one of those bad guys who just like loves to fight and like do it yourself kill people up close like that's that's what it's about for him it's all that's what it's about for him it's about it's not about it's about like demonstrating his power over other people sometimes it's late though and like you're tired and it just makes way more sense yeah right but in this situation yeah (laughs) that's that's a good point is it so bad every once in a while to get takeout no, it's not. But maybe I mean maybe he had you know he gotten takeout a couple nights in a row, and you know this this night he was like trying all to get right, back well, on track. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. So there's a couple. Uh, there's some trivia for this movie that I found interesting. Um, the first one is that the total body count, according uh, apparently, is 121. Oh wow! Which is like a lot. That's so. That's like that's so much for a, a movie. That's it's like an hour and a half movie. It's a short. It's a short one. That's like uh, I'm trying to think like what other movie would be that high. That's like Commando. Yeah, it's that's up there. Commando is is it's like one Schwarzenegger of them. level um, or it's Stallone level destruction. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, all the guns in the movie are airsoft replicas. So like all the shots of the guns in action, like cycling, like the muzzle flashes in the casings, were actually added digitally after the movie, like after they filmed it. Oh, wow. So essentially what they're doing is they're just like shooting airsoft guns and like pretending to shoot guns. Uh, like how do you, I owned a how do you do like that, that as an actor? I, I wish I could buy a building like that and then I would just rent it out to people to recreate massive airsoft battles. Oh my God. That, you just had a million dollar idea. I read this idea that this, this mall in England, it was like an abandoned mall and they would, somebody bought it or like rented it out and did like fake zombie things. Like there'd oh, be a group cool. of people that had like paintball guns and then there'd be all these zombies and you had to like escape and it sounded like the greatest thing you could possibly do. Yeah. You need a lot of insurance to do that. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying Buffett the, will li- back the it. liability. If just it makes my money, mind, Buffett will back it. My mind immediately goes to the liability of that and it's, 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 it would be crazy. You shysty lawyer. <laughs> um, uh, that's pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much the most interesting trivia. There's really not a ton of trivia on, on, what this, was, on this movie. What was your movie. like favorite or most badass part of the movie? You thought? Um, oh boy. I think the most badass part of the movie. Um, there's one part when he's fighting like the six guys with machetes, and uh, one of them there's like a broken door, and there's like the bottom of the door is just like broken wood, and the way he kills the guy is he like he does like a wrestling move almost like he li- he like lifts the guy up in the air like his body is horizontal in the air and when the guy comes down his chin and his neck hits the jagged edge of the door do you remember what oh, i'm talking about yeah that i remember the first time i saw that i i i out loud went oh <laughs> oh that's got to hurt stuff with like the mouth like really <laughs> bothers me that. Yeah, because, you know, have you ever seen Hot Fuzz? Yeah. Okay, so you know at, uh, at the end of Hot Fuzz, um, spoilers for Hot Fuzz, I guess, but at the end of Hot Fuzz when um, uh, Timothy Dalton trips and oh, lands yeah. on, the, on the church steeple and it goes up under <laughs> his chin through his mouth. Oh, my God, that shit freaks me out. So this, so I, I, I even though that, that kill grossed me out the most, I still thought it was pretty badass the way that he did that. Like he, Rama is really good at like using the shit around him because most yeah, of the time he does he not have a weapon. That guy's head against the wall like repeatedly. Like yeah, he doesn't have a wall. weapon. He does like a four 
four smash like descending with the guy's head like pow 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 it's like it's pretty awesome and that's that was like yeah. probably one of the best finishers in the movie and there's a lot of times when he's walking around and there's like right before that scene there's like a police club on the ground and like he could just pick it up but he doesn't instead he just like waits for these guys to charge him with machetes it doesn't make sense to me um there's one there's one guy in this whole building though who apparently is not a criminal yeah and they meet him in the very beginning he's like getting groceries and they basically like take they, him and make him come him with them they use him to get into the building yeah they use him to get in the building and then they make him stay with them and then eventually he escapes back to his room and then later rama remembers what his room number is and he goes there and he kind of lays low and the guy helps him out uh, there's always one like good guy to who in, in these movies who like help help the guy out and hide him or whatever at at the risk to themselves, which is totally unrealistic. Right. So the thing I thought was the most badass is actually part of the scene. So he he begs the good guy to let him in so they wouldn't like chop him up with a machete, and so he hides Rama and his friend who got shot like behind this fake wall. Um, yeah. So then, like, the machete crew rolls in with this this guy in, like, purple pants. So I just call him purple pants. Um, and he's, like, poking around, and he, like, kind of sees there's, like, a hollow wall and just starts shoving his machete, like, into the wall, you know, to check for people. And, like, the last shove actually cuts Rama, like, on the chin, on the, the cheek. Yeah, like it, it like goes right his into cheek, his and face. His cheek is in like the machete is in his cheek. Yeah, it's like a deep cut. It. It's like a deep cut, dude. And somehow he's able to like present himself from screaming, and like just holds it. And he has to hold it for like a minute while the guy has a conversation with the good guy. And then yeah, like at the very end when the guy goes to take out his machete, he like holds his fingers on the end to like wipe off all the blood. Yeah, it, that was a smooth which move. Which seems so sort the guy of improbable. Blood I don't know it. if you could wipe it clean like that, but like, I don't know either. But you know, it was it's a, it's so incredibly ridiculous that he was able to just like hold himself there, like with a machete in his cheek for a minute, um, and then later he actually fights that guy. And I, I wrote down: if you watch this fight, the purple guy is groaning the entire time. <laughs> like he's like. <laughs> But the whole fight, like, I don't, the overdub of that. I might have not had that in the overdub because yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, it just sounds like he's groaning the whole, every, throughout the whole fight. It's hysterical. Uh, but he ends up finally being defeated. And I, I forget exactly how Rama kills him, but it is pretty sweet, I think. Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, so as, as, well, okay, what was your, what was your favorite scene in this? I would say that, that was it. Oh, okay. That's what yeah. we were talking about this whole time. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so great job by me. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's been a few weeks. All right. Let's, let's, we got to get back into the groove here. Um, so as violent as this movie is though, the raid two, first of all, I don't, we're not going to get into it in detail cause we may do it in the future sometime. Who knows? But this movie is an hour and a half approximately the raid two is two and a half hours long oh my god and it's i w- honestly i wish it was longer <laughs> it's so good and it's like three times as violent as this movie that's insane it's so good it's it's just non-stop fighting from beginning to end and it picks up right at the end of this movie 
Um, spoiler alert, Rama gets out of the building with like one other guy. Yeah. It's no, two other shot, guys. Two other guys. Right? No, one other guy. Yeah, I, I think. think it's just the guy that got shot that he left in the apartment. Yeah, the guy, yeah. yeah. And um, so the Raid 2 picks up right there, and they just keep going. And um, a lot of the story in the Raid 2 kind of puts the Raid in context. But, yeah, it's so much more violent, and it's way longer, and it's amazing. Um, and I, I highly recommend it to anyone. Definitely worth a watch. Um, what would you say, I guess, is there anything else we need to cover for the Raid that we missed? No, I don't think so. I mean, that's pretty much the movie. Um, yeah, it's like it's like ninety minutes of straight like suspense and action and awesome fighting. So I think you know the martial arts in this movie is probably tops for for anything we've covered on the podcast so far. Yeah, I mean, it's a different style than um, It Man was. It right. Man was Wing Chun. This is the um, I for, I don't. I, I don't know the exact name of it, but I know it's the indigenous uh, Indonesian style of martial arts. Yeah. Um, that's just because that's just what the guy does. Um, and uh, uh, Kung Fu Panda didn't really have a style because <laughs> it's a cartoon. And, um, sure it did. Uh, well, it was just Kung Fu, though. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, and The Matrix, I mean, well, he was trained in every discipline, so... Yeah, there's um, no real specific thing, yeah. but yeah, I mean, if you're looking but this, for a this movie, was a very this is a unique one. Yeah, if you're looking for some incredible choreography and, and solid action, and to actually like you actually feel like nervous during this movie because like some of this stuff is just so raw, um, then this is the movie for you. Definitely. How many chops would you give this movie? Uh, four point seven five. Like, you know, all right. Well, no, 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 no. What? You can't do 0.75 chops. Whole chops only, half chops. Can we do half? Well, you, you know my personal philosophy is whole chops only. If you want to do halves, that's fine. I'm not going to allow right. anything. I mean, I would give that, it though. four and a half. I mean, if <laughs> if the dub over wasn't so bad, um, yeah, maybe it was a little. There was a little more to the movie, then it would be five chops. Um, that almost makes it better for me, though the dub over. I was able to see past it, but it was really funny because I honestly, I really want to find this out. If anyone out find, there can find this out and let us know, I really kind of sincerely I believe funny. it's the same guy who did every voice in this movie and in the raid too. I really do, and he just like changed the pitch of his voice and like made different voices. It's, it's at most two guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if South Park how they do if almost. You're every the voice. kind of person that thinks like the the horrible dub over of like an old martial arts film is, you know, just part of the territory and is like funny and makes it lovable, then you'd be fine. Uh, otherwise yeah. try and find the, the subtitle version. And I, like I said, I don't really know where you can find this movie. If you know how to torrent, you can do it like that. I don't know if it's on iTunes. It's definitely not on Netflix or Amazon. Maybe you I could, think, I think you can, you can rent, you can buy you can it buy on a Amazon. DVD of it on Amazon cheaply. You can buy it cheaply. I would. I mean, if I didn't have it already, but it's definitely worth having in your collection. It's awesome. All right. Um, Is there anything else that you want to cover? I don't think so. I think we pretty much nailed it, but uh, we're back. We totally nailed this. We definitely nailed this episode. This was a shorter one than normal. This is a short movie, and there's only two of us for this one, but I think... uh, I think we did a pretty the good new, job. The new streamlined ready fight. So right, we're trying yeah. to get back to our our, our biggest complaint stage. so far has been that the episodes are too long. So uh, okay. if you complain that this one is too short, just go fuck yourself. 
Yeah, honestly, honestly that's, that's my reaction to that. Stupid if, if you're gonna flip flop like that. Yeah, we don't like flip floppers. This is America. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll see you next time, uh, probably with a mini episode and uh, an announcement of what movie we're doing next. Or maybe we'll just hit you with a full episode. Who knows? I, mean, I don't even know, man. Keep you on your toes. All right. Bye, guys. Later.